In the days leading up to my husband Owen's death, he visited Allison's house every afternoon. I would watch him trudge over the small snowy hill between our two properties, half the time away from me, half the time toward me. And I would wonder what he thought about as he went. Wonder, too, if Allison watched him from a window of her own, and whether the expression she saw on his face as he approached was very different from the one I saw as he came home. In the weeks that followed his death, I would stare out the same window, the one in our living room, nearest the fireplace, for as much as an hour at a time, sometimes even longer than that. There was a huge blizzard on the day after his funeral. I watched as nearly three feet of snow fell to the ground, staying all through January, then much of February, picking up a few more inches now and then, drifting against anything in its way, flattening the landscape so the hill wasn't quite so distinct anymore, and the trees all looked shorter, their trunks buried deep. It was, I imagine, very beautiful. But imagining and remembering are not quite the same thing, I don't remember thinking it anything but eerie at the time. Owen wasn't buried. I had known practically since the day we met that he wanted to be cremated. We'd had the sort of courtship, though the word would have seemed old-fashioned to us both, that included a lot of talk about the meaning of life, the prospect of death. We were young, very young, and undoubtedly neither of us believed. Not really, that we would ever die, which made that sort of discussion often late at night, often just after sex, exhilarating. There was a beauty to be found in the transitory nature of existence, we would say. There was liberation in the acceptance of mortality. Religion was for fools. Religion, along with marriage ceremonies, Thanksgiving dinners, station wagons, procreation, and so on. Burial was a perverse notion if you really thought about it, without the assumptions of the culture blinding you. All those dead bodies taking up all that land. A peculiar fetishistic custom. We were to be a cremation couple. It was established early on. Except that we were never going to die. I thought about so many things during those first snowy weeks, including the fact that I, too, was mortal, that I, too, would disappear one day, leaving behind such things as panes of glass through which other people could gaze and cold that they could feel, snow that had to be shoveled, not just contemplated, practical issues for which I would no longer be a help or a hindrance. Relationships abandoned like unfinished thoughts. It isn't that no one close to me had ever died before. I was 47 years old. Few reached that age unscathed, and I hadn't made it past toddlerhood before a brain aneurysm took my mother in a matter of hours. Then my oldest sister, Charlotte, lost a filthy battle to cancer when she was 46. And my father was wandering his solitary, demented way toward a graceless, profoundly unjust kind of death. But Owen was Owen. Owen was me. I was Owen. Anger and all. Betrayals and all. 
Owen would walk into a room, and I might well want to kill him, so to speak, but at the same time, for much of my life, I couldn't really have told you where I left off and he began. And then he died, leaving me standing at a window, staring into a landscape, as though, well, as though he might just reappear one day. Of course, 